Hey, I'm Jonathan Alexander, one of the Panthers beat writers here at the Charlotte Observer. And I'm Elena Gansenberg, the other Panthers beat writer at the Observer. And you're listening to Panthers Tracks. Today, we'll talk about Teddy Bridgewater's recent knee injury and the Panthers' 46-23 loss to the Buccaneers. And we'll also talk about your story on Joey Sly and these 65-yard kicks the Panthers keep trying to do. Let's start the show. All right, so I'm going to start this segment by playing the audio of Sewell Douglas's comments. The 98-yard test, um, did you feel like that play more than any others? Yeah, I think that, that play is up there. I watched the momentum kind of like shift for us, and then we get a great punt, and then touchdown. It's just like, and kind of looking at everybody, it was like, and like we, we, we knew a play was coming, and it was just like, so I think that kind of like, suck the energy out of us again. But, I mean, we can't let that happen. Not on the first play. That was Panthers cornerback Rasul Douglas, and, and he was pretty frank Sunday. You know, after a solid first half, game was tied at 17-17. It turned into a blowout. And the Panthers were outscored 29-6 in the second half, which I certainly didn't see coming. You know, they came out, at, uh, out of halftime with no energy. The halftime adjustments were terrible. I personally blame that on the coaching. Um, and here we are, three and seven, five consecutive losses. I think there are a lot of questions that need to be answered, Atlanta. You know, number one, you know, if Christian McCaffrey's injury is somewhat serious, um, as a previous report reported, he could be out multiple weeks. Um, whether it would be smart to bring him back, you know, while I'm not saying the Panthers should tank, and, you know, that totally goes against Matt Rule's philosophy, I think the Panthers have to consider protecting their investment, you know, especially if they're building for the long term. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. I just, I think, you know, if there's like any like, oh, his shoulder's like still X, Y, you know, if there's like any hesitation, I don't think he should play at all. There's just no why. Like why? Because what if it gets worse? But if he's 100%, I think he should play. I think it would do a lot for them to crank out a couple more wins here at the end. I think you're weighing two different things, right? You know, Matt Rule wants to build for the future. Um, you know, you know, if you, you lose more games, and I'm not saying tank, but if you lose more games, you get a higher draft pick, right? But at the same time, Matt Rule's trying to build this culture where you play hard um, and, you, and you give your best. And, you know, what fulfills that culture or what solidifies that is by winning, right? So they want to win at the same time. You know, you got to think about the future. So, you know, I, I, I think, you know, I think they're going to choose – to try to win. And if Christian McCaffrey is healthy or somewhat healthy, I think they will play him. But whether that's, you know, the right decision at this point, they're three and seven, they really don't have much of a chance in making the playoffs. You know, I, I, I really think that they have to consider sitting Christian McCaffrey if it is, if it will benefit them long-term as far as his health. Yeah, I, I agree. You're balancing those two things. I think you want a good draft pick, you know, like top 10 draft pick. And I think they're going in the right direction for that. But yeah, like I said, if you can crank out, even if it's like one or two, I just think going winless is not good for like. Yeah, not a good thing. So like I said, if he's a, like, if there's no risk of him making it worse, that's when I would put him back 
out there. You know, Teddy Bridgewater also got hurt, you know, her knee injury. You know, the one good news that came out of Monday's press conference was Matt Rule saying that Teddy's injury is not significant, which means he could, probably could play Sunday, um, which is good because no matter what Matt Rule says about his confidence in, in, in P.J. Walker and Will Greer, you know, I don't think P.J. Walker could get it done. You know, I haven't seen Will Greer this season. Maybe he can. Um, so I'm not really sure about him. But what I've seen from P.J., to be honest, and this is my opinion, you know, it doesn't give me any confidence. But uh, but if Teddy does have to sit, you know I think the Panthers should go with Will Greer. He, you know he had he looked better in camp than me. He threw a better ball. He could even run, and 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 you know he was your third round pick man, uh, last year. So why not give him a shot? I think it does give him a chance, but I also think it's a knee injury, and those things can be weird. And there's a very good chance he also does not play. I'm not as pessimistic on PJ as you are. I think he's been thrust into some pretty crappy situations where. It's hard. You know, we just haven't seen enough for me to rule him out yet. But I was choosing between the two. I would go, Will would start. Um, I don't, I would probably have PJ play some if I was Matt Rule. But I think Will, who you used, you know, he was the 100th overall pick in the 2019 draft. And to not give him a chance, I think seems like a waste of, you know, you drafted him for a reason. I think that's definitely fair to say he's been thrust in some bad situations, but even in camp, I wasn't. <laughs> so that's what I'm going off of. I mean, he's showing me in games what he what he showed me in camp. So, but it's fair, you know, tough situations. He'd probably be a lot better if he wasn't down by 17 points when he came in the game. So that's true. Give you that. Um, I also will say I did watch Will Greer in two games. Two and a maybe I think he got injured in the second quarter. Two and a quarter games last year, and uh, from what I saw, you know, you're not rushing out. What you, saw. you know, he he was very honest in training camp though, and said he thought he did not play well last year either. So maybe it's an improved Bogier, and I would be excited to see how he looks. We'll move on to our next segment. Uh, you wrote a story on the 65 yard game winning, game winning or game time kicks that the Panthers keep attempting. Uh, so my question to you is, Elena, and it's driving me crazy. Um, why do the Panthers keep attempting these 65-yard kicks? It is. I mean, that's what interested me is, you know, Matt Prater um, from 2013 holds the all-time record for the longest kick, and it's 64 yards, like he just said. And seven times NFL teams um, have tried to beat that, and two of those have been Joey Sly this year, and that's like mm-hmm. – a wild concept. Um, and he's missed both. One was 65 yards and one was 67. One was the New Orleans one was so, so close. It was just like, messed that off. And then the Kansas City one, he got messed up by the wind. But um, I think they keep trying it because it's clear Joey said they both times he's had like the leg. It's not that he's like completely off or like he can't kick a kick that long. Um, it's something he can absolutely do. And I think they it's a better chance than Teddy Bridgewater throwing a Hail Mary. They've partly only been so long, though, too, because of some really bad offensive drives. Like, Teddy Bridgewater took a sack in that New Orleans game that if that kick had been eight yards shorter, you know Joyce, I would have, you know, he could have definitely made that. Um, so, and then there were some penalties on this in the last drive against the Kansas, against the Chiefs that, like, we're stupid and that drive is kind of a mess. But so there are these weird situations where they're kind of stuck with like a Hail Mary or Joey Sly. And I think they've felt that he's their 
best option. Yeah, it speaks to a bigger problem for the Panthers that they can't get it done in those two minutes. And I think, especially that Chiefs game, 125, whether you have timeouts or not, is more than enough time to get in the field goal position. And I remember on that last drive, Panthers were throwing it really short to Mike Davis probably like two or three times yeah. in the middle of the field, allowing the clock to run. You have Robbie Anderson and you have DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel who can get you those longer yards. And I, I just didn't understand, you know, the need for that. They've had poor trouble. That's like even ignoring those two games where Joey Sly's gotten involved. I think overall, if you looked at their, I mean, their third quarter, that's a whole nother conversation. But like he's end of game. I mean, how many times in the last, during the five game losing streak have they had the ball at the end of the game with a chance to win or tie? Like it's like happened all the time and they just can't, do it and that's a like you said like it's a perfect example of like this offense is flawed or it's just like it's just just not there they're close right. but like they're not there yet yeah and i don't even blame joey sly for any of this <laughs> he was put in the situation they told him to go kick it you really can't expect uh him to make those attempts that have never been made and you know i often wonder what joey sly thinks about this you know did he say anything you know, Joey's been, he and his kicking coach, you know, worked a lot. One thing they worked on this off season was going out when the wind conditions were like different, which I thought was really interesting. Like they'd go out if the wind was going in one direction or, you know, it was like really strong winds one day, they'd go out and kick just to practice in that. So it's not a situation Joey hasn't been in, you know, but he said after the Chiefs game that he could not figure out what those wins were doing, which I thought was interesting because you don't really think about that. Like, it just is an NFL fan watching. Another thing with those long kicks that both of them have, you know, talked about is there's like a perception with it, you know? Like, it looks like when you're kicking a kick that's that long, you know, it's not 60 yards, it's 65. And then the goalposts look very far away. So his kicking coach told me they might try kicking 80-yard field goals, which he's not going to make. <laughs> then when he tries like a 65-yarder, you know, it won't seem as far. It shows a lot of trust in Joey side, but it's also, you know, he's in his second year. I don't really put the blame on him for missing those, but he did miss them. That's the reality of it. He, I think he's very confident and happy to be put in those situations, but it just hasn't worked out. Panthers got to get better on those two-minute drives so they don't have to put him in that situation. I am curious now that he's missed two. And this, again, that doesn't – nothing against Joey at all. But, like, if you're Matt Rule now, do you, like – I think you think about those a little differently, you know? Like, it's yeah. not as much, like – I like he might still go to him, but I think it gives you a little more doubt in going in that direction. But hopefully they're not – that's a horrible situation to be in. So. Yeah. Our third segment and final segment, you all know what it is. Uh, what's trending, overreaction or underreaction. I saw a few things on Twitter and I even came up with my own. Um, but let's see, the first one is, you know, the 2020 Panthers are the same thing we saw in 2019. You have more knowledge of this, you paid more attention. You were covering the team in 2019. What do you think? No. Underreaction? Overreaction? That's such a just a, no, no. That's such an overreaction. Um, I understand where that's coming from. I think because they're losing. I think that's where that's coming from. Um, 
But no, that's a different team. This is that team had. I mean, if you look at the defenses alone, like the age of those players and the type of defense, the issues they had, it was different. I mean, this defense isn't so bad against the run. Ignore the 98-yard touchdown they gave up. But besides that, the run defense really hasn't been the biggest issue. Um, I think getting pressure is <laughs> a whole yeah. other conversation and a big issue. But um, no, it's just a different team. I mean, Matt Rule's building something. Ron Rivera was leaving. You know, was it was the start of a new chapter. We're in the new chapter. Yeah, I just felt like that that team, particularly that defense, was just in a disarray. Like there was no like positive outlooks on that defensive team. You know, they just particularly against a run, they just made mistakes and you're just like, where do they go from here? Which is why Ron Rivera ended up being fired. Um I will say too, like like if I'm a fan watching this, like last year that was not supposed to be the outcome. Like that team was not built to lose eight straight at the end of the season. I mean, no team is, but like that team was built to make the playoffs and this, or like at least attempt it. And this is not, I mean, you lose Cam Newton so early, but this team is not, that's not what this team's built to do. This team is built for years and is being built for years and years to come. Topic number two, the Panthers should draft a quarterback in the next draft, the 2021 draft. Overreaction, underreaction. I think it's an overreaction. You go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's an overreaction because, um, you know, I mean, you're still trying to figure out on Teddy. I think Teddy's done a solid job. I don't, I'm not saying he's the future. Um, but I think you still have those couple of years to figure out whether you need to draft a quarterback. And, and if the Panthers get number 10 and the quarterback's not there, why reach for a quarterback? I'm going to hold on this one for now. I don't, which is not a good answer. I know, but I don't, I think it's a little bit of an overreaction to what's happening right now for sure. But I do see a scenario where this team keeps losing and they get closer and closer to those top picks and you have to think about it. No one's going to, the Jets aren't going to trade. We're assuming it's the Jets here, which seems like a safe, safe place to go. They're not going to trade out of, Trevor Lawrence. No smart team would do that. No dumb team would probably even do that. But yeah. I think if they have a chance, if there's a quarterback they feel strongly about and they're close enough where it makes sense, and they might be getting, you know, how many more wins are really on this schedule? Um, and if they, if they have a chance at one of the top guys that they think is their guy of the future, I think with the way this season's going, it's worth taking a look. Um, but I think it also depends on how Teddy finishes out this season. And in final, you know, topic is uh, the the Panthers fumbled the 2019 NFL draft. Greg Little was drafted second round. Uh, Will Greer was drafted third round. Those are probably the two biggest picks that you look at. What do you think? I think it's an overreaction purely because um, they did really well with Brian Burns a great decision and yeah. arguably the best, I think because Christian's sitting right now, the best player on their team right yeah. now. Um, he's playing really well. Um, and then, no, Greg Little, we're scratching our heads a little bit and that's not looking so great Yeah, right now. And Will Greer, <laughs> jury's out. But I think you also, to me, what saves this as an overreaction is the Dennis Daly pick in the sixth round. I mean, for the sixth round, you have someone who the Panthers feel very strongly about and think could possibly 
actually be instead of Greg, their left tackle of the future potentially, um, and someone who can play a lot of positions. Um, I think that saves this draft. I, I agree. I, they, the Panthers got great value in Dennis Daly, um, 212 pick. You know, uh, second through fifth, <laughs> not so great. You know, I don't know. I don't know what we'll see from Christian Miller. You know, he opted out. Um, Greg Little, you know, he hasn't won the confidence of his coaches. Um, Will Greer apparently hasn't won the confidence of his coaches. See, I think if they had to do the 2019 draft over again, somebody would pick up Brian Burns in the top 10. He's just playing really well. I mean, yeah. I, I think that you, we can't emphasize that enough. He's playing yeah. really good football right now. So that's our show. If you like this podcast and want to see more projects like this, please subscribe to the Charlotte Observer Sportscast. We get unlimited digital access to our sports section with our current deal for 99 cents for each of the first three months of your subscription. That includes coverage of the Panthers, the Hornets, NASCAR, UNC Charlotte, high school sports, UNC Chapel Hill, Duke, NC State, and more. You can find the Sports Pass at charlotteobserver.com slash sportspass.